If you're a cannabis business owner looking to expand into new markets and need guidance and support you can trust, consider Collateral Base, a group that has done it before in multiple merit-based and limited market states. Collateral Base was founded by an experienced cannabis attorney with highly educated consultants with master's degrees and years of experience in the cannabis industry. The Collateral Base team is confident they know cannabis licensing better than any of their peers. And I encourage you to see for yourself. It just takes one phone call. If you're ready to expand your cannabis business into new limited markets, contact Collateral Base today at 309-306-1095. That's 309-306-1095. Or visit collateralbase.com. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's hot time. We had a hot time. Together. Together. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host in Cannabis Lifestyle Guide. Because we spend so much of our lives working, when most of us would rather spend our lives playing, then it only makes sense to make work play. And working with your best friend in the cannabis industry, I mean, seriously, that might be the ultimate stoner dream. Today's podcast is a fun look at friendship, entrepreneurship, growing pains, and cannabis drinkables with the co-founders of Good Stuff Beverage Co., Dan Grimm and Billy Roberts. You'll hear their story from them, but to add some color, when Dan isn't managing Good Stuff employee and customer satisfaction, he's practicing guided meditation with his wife or playing and hanging out with his two young boys. And when Billy isn't concentrating on sales and new business opportunities, he's living an active beach life with his wife and dog. Billy's a firm believer in not taking pharmaceutical medication without absolutely knowing the reason why, and for creating your own health by taking a clean approach to your diet and lifestyle. Amen, my friend. But before we dive in, a word from our sponsor, MJ Relief. The Muscle Rub PhD formulated for what aches and pains you. And this week, I've got moving pains to share. My neck, my back, my neck and my back, and shoulders and arms and glutes, and also a jammed finger and a hip pointer. I forgot how brutal packing and moving is on the body. I so look forward to a massage when this is all over, but in the meantime, It's MJ Relief to the rescue. MJ Relief was designed with personal and professional massage in mind. It's PhD formulated to last while you massage those achy joints and muscles for a few minutes. It's got great glide and a high concentration of active ingredients to enhance absorption. So if you're a baller on a budget like me, that means you don't have to overuse and waste your hard-earned dollars. And unlike most massage oils, MJ Relief will absorb completely, not leaving a greasy residue or film on your skin. And for me, the terpene profile that we chose is soothing both physically and mentally. 
If you're feeling my moving pains and want some muscle and joint relief of your own, head over to mjskinrelief.com. That's mjskinrelief.com. And if you're already a fan of MJ Relief, thank you very much. Please send a video or voice memo and let me share your story of relief on the podcast. And if that makes you feel a little vulnerable, you can head back over to the website, mjskinrelief.com, and leave a written review there. And follow at mjskinrelief if you're a social butterfly. The Sustainability Roll-Up is presented by OCB Rolling Papers. In perfect harmony with natural, sustainable practices, it's always been the OCB signature to provide the highest quality, responsibly sourced, and sustainably crafted rolling papers. In the regulated world of hemp and cannabis, have you ever wondered what happens to batches that don't pass their COA? Maybe it's a crop of hemp plants coming in hot with too much THC. Or what happens to the biomass from big leafing or trimming? Cannabis farmers and manufacturers must be diligent with their state's track and trace system. And I was curious what the requirements were for waste disposal, because I know they certainly can't compost it or toss it in the garbage and forget about it. There are strict guidelines about storing it, treating it, and removing it. And if those things aren't followed and they're watched like hawks, Business operations can be halted, and in the cannabis space, ain't nobody got time for that. According to hazardous waste experts, because of the localized nature of hazardous waste enforcement, byproducts from cannabis production and processing, inadvertent or otherwise, must be evaluated against state and regional regulations. Typically, jurisdictions within and across states consider cannabis flower, trim, roots, stalks, leaves, and residue, including wastewater, to require special waste removing. In many jurisdictions, and federally per the EPA, before disposing of cannabis waste, it must be rendered unusable and unrecognizable, mixed with at least 50% non-cannabis waste, such as non-consumable solids, and stored in a secured waste receptacle. That means it's got a lock on it. Any ancillary tools that have residues of THC, like the gloves that are used for trimming, those are considered cannabis byproducts. All cannabis byproducts must be handled by a properly licensed cannabis waste management company or first rendered into cannabis waste prior to being disposed of. Any instance of cannabis special waste disposal must be entered into a written log for the current year citing the specific individual responsible for that instance, along with the weight, the time, and the date of its occurrence. And the log must be easily accessible for at least three years. Wow. Due to governmental concerns that cannabis waste may be rerouted to facilitate illegal production, it typically cannot be composted or disposed of cleanly, often sent directly to landfills mixed in with non-consumable post-consumer waste. Can you believe it? There's so much red tape around composting cannabis biomass and simply taking out the trash that everyone along the supply chain really needs a robust waste management solution. 
poking around online, I found Gaiaca, the nation's first properly licensed cannabis waste management service provider. They have outfits in California, Florida, Michigan, and Nevada, servicing the entire industry from cultivators, manufacturers, distributors, retailers, testing labs, and events. Gaiaca helps manage all forms of waste, plant material, packaged product, distillates and refinement byproduct, non-hazardous, hazardous, and universal waste. Gaiaca's primary objective is to provide cannabis operators with a compliant yet sustainable solution for their regulated cannabis waste needs. This includes providing a waste management plan, tracking and tracing, cannabis waste management itself, and proof of cannabis waste disposal compliance. Yeah, I bet a lot of entrepreneurs don't realize how complex taking out the trash is going to be. But what about you as a consumer? If you're discarding unused cannabis as a consumer and not as a cannabis business owner, don't worry. You are not subject to all of the same regulations and requirements, obviously. With that said, still be mindful of how you discard your waste. Sift and sort recyclable packaging. Ask your dispensary if they have a battery and vape cartridge return program. And then toss the rest in the garbage so it can mix and mingle with other solid and liquid waste. This is the basic rendering process the professionals do, but on a much smaller scale, the size of your kitchen trash can. And I gotta say, there's really no reason for you to ever throw away flour. If you don't like a cultivar you bought, perhaps it makes you a little anxious or scatterbrained. That doesn't mean you throw it away. Gift it to a friend. Remember, we're all precious snowflakes. Or create a blend with another flower to diversify the terpene profile. And if you stumble across some flower that's been properly aging in a drawer for a couple of years meaning it has gotten moist and gotten mold and all that bad stuff, instead of throwing it away, save it for bedtime. As THC ages, the cannabinoid transforms to CBN, which is excellent for getting you to sleep. If you find it's too dry to smoke, add it to discarded stems and shake and make yourself an oil to either use in the kitchen or as a sublingual medicine. While trash disposal is complicated for the cannabis industry, Remember that as a consumer or backyard gardener, you have so many more options to use the whole plant. And variety is the spice of life. That's why OCB offers a full line of rolling papers made with sustainable fibers, including flax, wood, organic hemp, bamboo, and virgin wood. And they come in a full line of sizes in both booklets and cones. Unlike most other brands that buy their paper from a third party, OCB oversees the entire papermaking process, ensuring a century of quality straight to your hands. Of course, you must be 21 and older to buy OCB rolling papers and to follow the natural wonders of OCB on social at OCB underscore USA. And if you're a grown-up joint rolling novice, don't be afraid to raise your hand. I invite you to learn the craft alongside me. Catch the Roll With Me video series live streaming on the Casually Baked YouTube channel with replays on the WeedTube and IGTV. Now that I'm relocating back to the wine and weed country, you'll see more Roll With Me sessions out in the wild. 
And if you haven't bought your rolling supplies yet, visit ocbusa.com backslash baked to get four booklets of OCB and a rolling tray for only $4.99. This bundle is worth 20 bucks and is around for a limited time. But the rolling skills and street cred we'll earn together, my friend, makes this bundle priceless. As for you OGs who can roll a joint while multitasking, I challenge you to sample the entire line of OCB products and let me know your favorite. Ask for OCB wherever you buy your papers. You'll find links to the OCB special offer in the podcast 195 show notes at casuallybaked.com. If you and your bestie have dreams of starting a business together, this podcast is for you. It's also for anyone curious about cannabis drinkables and the California sober lifestyle. We get in the weeds on the entrepreneurial journey and finding your niche in the cannabis space. And we talk about playing the long game and putting health and happiness at the center of your everyday experience. So smoke the good stuff if you got it and settle in. It's time to get casually baked. I got the bottle of wine. We are live on Casually Baked, the podcast with co-founders of Good Stuff Beverage Company, Dan and Billy. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Joe, for having us on. This is really fun for me because, you know, you've got this Good Stuff Beverage thing, and I found out that you have been good friends your whole lives. Give me the Cliff's Notes version of your friendship. Billy, why don't you start? Well, we met at St. James High School in Southern New Jersey back in 1988. We're friends through high school. We both went to Rutgers University, different campuses, though, in New Jersey. Dan was in New Brunswick. I was in Camden. After a year and a half, I decided to take a little breather from from college and moved up with him. And uh, once he graduated, the two of us hopped in a car, took 30 days, moved to San Diego, and been here most of the time. We've we've kind of gone here and there since then, but we've been together for a long, long time. My long, wife, long time. my wife refers to him as my husband. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan, give me your little color commentate. Oh yeah, I mean, we were both sports fans growing up in Southern Jersey, and. You know, got done college. We were, you know, it's it was funny, funny if you see us at like, you know, back in the days it was a bar because he's six four and I'm five five, so we were always kind of like Mutt and Jeff, <laughs> right? And yep. and then, man, I got done. I was midway through my senior in college, and it just hit me. I was like, once I get this degree, I could go anywhere. So why the f am I going to stay in Jersey? <laughs> Okay. So, and it just so happened that he was kind of thinking the same thing. We had a bunch of friends and made it out West and uh, it's been quite the adventure, you know, and, and our careers went in different paths. I went the professional route. He was kind of in the, uh, in the restaurant world, but it, it all came together in the end to, to make a great company. Yeah. So tell me about your relationship with cannabis. Did y'all discover cannabis together too? Around the same time, I think Billy, you described me as the rabbit and you you as the turtle. Yeah, he's uh, the rabbit. I'm the turtle. The, you, Dan actually had a roommate that smoked pot and we talked on the phone. I remember getting a call in my, my dorm and he was like, I think I'm going to try it. And we were in the 
just say no, Nancy Reagan. Of course, we're not going to do drugs. Our brain's <laughs> going to get fried. It's, you know, we'll drink. We'll drink twenty. Hey, music lovers! The Cannamom Show podcast, in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars, is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lambkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at LampkinGuitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com. For Budweiser's tonight, but we won't do drugs. And so I immediately next day cut class all day, went to the library and read about cannabis. And when we called the next time, I was like, you know, there's a lot of good to this. And he was like, heck yeah, that was good. I got high last night. (laughs) So he had tried it before me. I was a few years before I tried it and liked it. Yeah, when I found out that my buddy had had smoked pot, I was like, I was ready to have an intervention, right? I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, and then a week later, he broke out a Coke can. So the first time I got high was with a Coke can bong. And then my roommate left and he came back that night with his girlfriend. And I was literally in my fat leather chair. I was blaring Pink Floyd. I was smoking his <laughs> shit. He was like, you're getting high. But... <laughs> I think, can I swear on that? I don't know. I yes, you, you can. I can swear. Okay. Yes. You're getting high, motherfucker. Holy shit. So, yeah. And then it turns out that then we kind of discovered that my father was a lifelong stoner. And we went Which to a football funny. game, yeah. Eagles Jets, and we're coming out of the stadium. And I was like, man, that smells like my father's pipe. And Billy's like, dude, that's weed. (laughs) Right? I was like, whoa. And then a couple months later, he came up to Rutgers to take me to see Pulp Fiction. You know, now we're going back in the day. Like, go see Pulp Fiction. Right? So he comes up. We go to see Pulp Fiction. He's like, I got to go to the restroom. So he goes to the restroom. I was like, you know, I kind of need to go too. And I go in there and he's in the stall. And I'm, I'm like, hey, should I wait for you? No, no, I'll meet you at the seat. <laughs> and then he comes down into the theater and he turns to me, says something. He's like, I'm like, dude, he just got high. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then a similar thing happened on a family trip where we were like, it was me and my family, mom and my sister were driving through Mount Tam in the Bay Area. And he goes to pee in the woods and he comes back and he says something. I'm like, he just went out there to smoke pot without you without me. So, so that <laughs> night I decided that's it. This is it. So I, I, that night I was like, so Gene, and before I could say anything, he's like, I got a little dope. Only a guy, <laughs> only a guy that went to Nam, you know, only a guy that's that old calls a dope, right? He's like, I got a little dope. He's like, I got a bowl. So we went to, if you know the Bay area, we went to uh, the blues club, the boom, boom room. Mm-hmm. And uh, we drove over there it was me, him and Billy and I's other great friend, Drew. And, uh, and we're, we're, we got this bowl and, and Gene who's my father, Gene, he's like, this is the first time I'm going to get high with my son. And the beauty of it was 
that took our relationship. I had this idea of who a mother and a father should be. And that transformed my father from, from my father to like just a guy. Right. Yeah. And then we became great friends. I'm flying out there in, in a couple months to go to a camping music festival with him. Yeah. So now we party. Yeah. I love that because I, I consume cannabis with my mom and I was a child of divorce. And so it was really funny when I was a kid. I remember it, probably elementary school walking out of we would cut through the weight room to get to the side where my dad didn't want to wait in line where all the other parents parked to pick up their kids. You know, we were cool. So. Mm -hmm walk through the weight room and I get in my dad's truck and I'm like, it smells like pot in the weight room. And he was uh -huh. like, how do you know what that smells like? And I was just like a deer in the headlight. I'm like, oh boy. Oh yeah. shit. <laughs> I was like, well, it doesn't smell like your cigarettes. Right. <laughs> so there yeah. There was a special bond when you get to do that with your mom. And like I did with my father, that's yeah. cool. And no, I wasn't smoking pot with my mom when I was seven. I mean, I, I waited until I was, uh, you know, 20 something. There we go. That's, <laughs> that's for the best. <laughs> so, you know, what gave you all the wild hair to get into the cannabis industry? Ooh, that's so. He was thinking about it for a long time. So a quick snapshot, like growing up, all I wanted to do, Joe, was be a business guy and make six figures. Okay. And when that was a lot of money and I came out West and I was a professional early on and I was living in the Bay area and I had, I had this idea that if I was a business guy and made the money, it would mean happiness. And I was a business guy and I had the money and I wasn't happy. And that really flipped my wig. And, and I also realized as a young person, I was a reflection of who I think you think I was. So if I thought Joe thought I was a great guy, I felt like a great guy. And if I thought Joe thought I was an idiot, I felt like an idiot. So I was determined to just change it all. So I went from like full on Jersey alpha business professional guy and I grew my hair long, you know, new podcasters can't see, but I'm, I'm bald <laughs> as bald could be, right? I grew my hair long and I quit my great job and I went to Asia for the better part of two years. And I was just looking for what everybody's looking for, just a, a better way to live, you know, way to be happy. And I decided that I was going to unplug this weird thinking and find a different way to live. And I essentially went from like a, a Jersey meatball alpha guy to what they called yoga Dan, because I literally had flowing robes and I was studying Tai Chi pajamas, and I was yeah. studying, <laughs> thank you, my pajamas, <laughs> Tai Chi and meditation. I went up in, a, in an ashram in, in India for three months studying yoga, four hours a day. And it was all because I wanted to get the tools to come back to America and live better. And I came back, I wanted nothing to do with business. I wanted nothing to do with sales. And uh, I took care of the, uh, the elderly and I taught preschool for like six years. But eventually it was like, that was really good for my heart, but I, I did, I got tired of being broke. So eventually I got back into business slowly but surely. I got back into the corporate world. And then I was like, okay, I'm back in business and I'm something in the middle between the alpha I was and the yin guy that I had become. And I said, you know what? I want to build my own team and I'd love to offer something that really helps people. And I went to BizCon in 2015, MJ BizCon, with no experience in the industry at all. And I spent three days and I just threw myself in. And I went to the crash course and I talked to every vendor on the expo floor. 
and I networked like crazy and I learned everybody's business models and I came out and I had three major takeaways. This was 2015. One, California is going to go legal and that's going to mean a huge business opportunity. You could make a case now, maybe it shouldn't have ever gone legal. Well, that, that's a whole other conversation for another time. Yeah, it is. Two, the activism in this industry, which again is a little bit less now, just felt amazing. I always wanted to build something where we can make enough money that we could give back. And then three, nobody gives a shit about beverages, but we drink socially, we drink culturally. Eventually, people are going to want to drink their weed and they're going to want a healthy edge to it. And so while I was uh, a sales manager for a major network internet provider, I started getting up at three o'clock in the morning from three to seven o'clock in the morning, I was planning the good stuff. So that's kind of how it all started to kind of develop. I love that. Good story. Nice storytelling, Dan. Oh, there you thank go. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. I had a little, you know, same but different moment. I was 36. My mentor in the radio space was getting ready to retire. And I don't his, mean to interrupt you, Joe, but yeah. like when you said your midlife crisis, like you can't be more than 30 years old. I'm, you're so fresh faced. Oh, thank you. This is no children, never married, 44. Oh, wow. Good for you. Wear you wear it quite well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. But yeah, he was like getting ready to retire. Him and his wife had all these plans and he found out he had lung cancer and was gone before the year was over. Mm. And that hit me so fucking hard. I was just like, what are we doing? We have this all wrong in this country. We like give up our lives to pursue careers and money and all of this shit. And then when yeah. we think we have enough time to retire, enjoy it, you, you're tired, your body hurts, you know, you yeah. just want to sit at home. And I was like, that's not going to be my life. And good for you. so I quit my job, gave away my things and moved to Bologna, Italy to just have a midlife retirement and figure out what it might look like to get paid to be me. And, yeah. you know, I'm like, okay, I want work to feel like play. So yeah. what can I do that makes, you know, my life feel like it's play all the time? And, you know, and that's where I just felt for sure that I needed to be in the cannabis space. Like cannabis has made me a better human. And I think more if more people know about it and can understand what this wellness lifestyle piece of it can actually be in a really functional way to help people, you know, up level their everyday experiences. Like if you clean the house when you're high, like, you know, just got a little bit more interesting. Yeah. And, right. you know, <laughs> well, that's that's amazing and good for you for taking the time and having the right attitude to say, I can find joy now. That's a really big uh, part of what we're about. You know, I went to an, I went to a party and a, a friend. It was a, it was actually our first formulator. And he had helped us create the first product. It was called the Ginger Goodness. It was a fermented product, Fermenters Club in San Diego, uh, shameless plug for them. And he had a party and it was some familiar faces and some, some other people, I, some great people I knew. And long and short, it was just laughter, deep belly laughter, great conversation and a band that had, was like a washboard and a violin. And like, it was just a great scene. And I remember getting done. And I was just like, it was just one of those times that just filled your soul. Right. Yeah. And I was like, I need to find that not just occasionally on a Saturday. How can I get that 
in my every day. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And I came home and I, I was writing before that. I was like, I'm going to start to try to like make that my Monday because the bones of that I have. I've got a wife that wants to have great conversation laugh. I have kids that want to play, you know, like I could be creative. I have a guitar that's gently weeping in the corner without me picking it up. Like I can have that Saturday joy and I can have that on a Monday. But honestly, I put a lot into my job and I got home and I was trying to make that happen and I was tired and it was hard to get the juice. Yeah. And that's kind of where I went into my man cave garage and I took a little shot of the good stuff, like a little bit more than a micro dose. And before you know it, I'm... I'm laughing with my wife and I'm playing with my kids and I picked up the guitar and that's that's kind of what we're really all about and focused on right now is you know you don't have to wait for the weekend how do you find that joy every day of the week and where it ties back to what you're saying is it starts with a positive attitude where you're looking to be happy where you're looking to find the joy where you're not just taking every day and saying I'm just going to eat dinner, I'm going to shower, and I'm going to prepare for the next work day, right? Because that's not living, no. right? And, uh, and we don't pretend like the good stuff is the, the end-all, be-all solution, everything. But I think that like, if you have the positive attitude where you're looking for joy on a daily basis, and then occasionally, it, you know, sometimes you need some help, the good stuff can help. Yeah. Cannabis can help, right? And this is where I think it's beautiful what you did because it all starts, I'm a big believer, you know, Billy and I talk all the time about just needing the right, you know, mindset and the right positive attitude to live a good life every single day. Amen. And I really think that it's each and every one of our personal responsibility to make sure that we're happy. You know, so many people, they give their power away, including like, well, if I'm not having a good relationship with my spouse or my kids today, I'm not going to have a good day. And I'm like, well, then that's your own fault. Right. We yeah. got to do the work to be happy. And then to me, I think it's infectious. It's intoxicating. Happiness, mm -hmm. when you show up in a space, it lights up a room. Mm -hmm. By the way, I'm drinking your good stuff. Oh, Fantastic. awesome. I made myself, a, <laughs> you know, a mid-morning mocktail. Well, you have that freedom. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you that know, is you creating your own reality. That's right. You know, I can do my labor of love while drinking your lemonade strawberry hibiscus, which it's really good, by the way. And it pairs with my favorite sparkling water. I don't know if we can oh, all yeah. see this good yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of my way of doing it. When I'm home at night, I have a club soda and then I just put a shot of good stuff in it. And it's my essentially beer replacement. And mm -hmm. it's, it's wonderful. Separate yeah. from the day, hang out with my wife, enjoy a nice relaxing evening. Pretty common. Well, Pretty and the California sober it. lifestyle is really getting some traction because of the sophisticated drinkables that are now coming on the market. And, you know, for me, whenever I turned 40, my relationship with wine that I love so much, it just changed. I was waking up with a headache and, you know, I don't yeah. drink very much anyway, but it became to where it was debilitating for me doing this job. And so, yeah. you know, I now save wine for a special occasion or, you know, when I don't have to be on camera the next day and then have the drinkables in my, you know, I call it my reefer recap every afternoon and instead of a happy hour. 
and it's great. I love it. So tell me what you've got going on because the market's changing, evolving, and I know y'all are doing that too. Well, to, to speak to your, to the alcohol part, I mean, that's a, that's a big piece, right? People are looking for solutions to as alcohol replacement, right? I mean, I like to say that, you know, when we were 20, the upside of drinking was here, booze, and the downside was here. And every year it starts to shift. And somewhere around here, you say, this ain't worth it anymore, yeah. right? And that's the beauty of a cannabis beverage is it doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. And that was really, I think, part of the juice in our exploration of how are we going to create something that can allow people to, allow us, find our own replacement for, for beer and for vodka, right? Yeah. And for these drinks that we were having. Right. You know, I think that that's been I, I would say that we have a lot of we have a lot of customers that use it as alcohol replacement. And I won't say that I don't drink anything anymore. I know Billy, Billy still in vibes some alcoholic beverages, but our alcohol consumption has gone way down, way down. because we use the good stuff. Right. Yeah. Because we have obviously ready uh, a lot of access to cannabis infused beverage. And so that's really that's really impactful you know, the ability to uh, use that as a uh, alcohol replacement. Absolutely. And I have several people that listen to the show that have reached out and said that, you know, they had been through Alcoholics Anonymous and, you know, they had a very different idea of what cannabis was before listening to the show. And they now have been able to incorporate cannabis as part of their wellness protocol, which they right. feel like it really does help them stay off of alcohol and not feel yeah, yeah. that temptation to do it. And, you know, and then turning around and being able to have more open dialogue with their sponsors or, you know, with their chapter, or their group. So, you know, I think it's a, it's an important conversation to have. And I love when people are like, yeah, I'm, I'm off the booze train and on the drinkable cannabis train. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, it's a big difference, you know, when you're talking about like something that's negative to your body versus something that is really, that's really positive to your body. So we're big, big fans of that. Yeah. And you know, I was in the restaurant industry for a long, long time. And so after a shift, going to a bar, having a couple drinks, catching up with your friends and coworkers and stuff like that was normal. And now, as Dan said, like 40 is kind of the magic number for a lot of us where alcohol all of a sudden just starts hurting badly. And now I, I come home and I have the drink and I'm doing yoga at night instead, which is a much more healthy approach to my weeknights yeah. than nachos and a few beers. We also find that people that are smoking, you know, are more and more turning to drinks for the health aspects of just moving to a drink right? Of not putting something in their lungs, you know, like chimneys get dirty, yeah. right? When you smoke, you know, that, so it was all part of us. We were like, all right, we're, we're drinking alcohol. We want to tone that down. We're, we're smoking pot. You know, we love cannabis, but like as health conscious individuals as Billy and I are, we're like, you know, is that really a good long-term decision? Not to downplay, I mean, people Certainly. love flour and it, yeah. So it was like a, a drink just really fits where we want to go with our yep. lifestyle. You know, it's just mm -hmm. a healthier way to consume. A lot of people love it because uh, also it's discreet. So, uh, you know, parents will be buying our product so that like they want to use cannabis, but they're not ready to talk to their kids about it, right? So they can drink, they can make a mocktail or they can drink the good stuff and it doesn't smell. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. You it's know, just or, making sure the kid doesn't accidentally pick up their cup. Yes. Well, there, yeah, there's or that. intentionally you know, we, pick up their cup. Fortunately, we've never heard any stories like that. I think people are pretty conscious. No. That, we uh, have the childproof caps and stuff like that. Well, yeah. yes, I know that. But <laughs> I just remember being a kid and whatever your parent was drinking, yeah, you're like, oh, give me true. some of that. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my, you know, my kids ask and I'm like, no, 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 no. This yeah. is yeah, yeah. Not, not for you. one of the recent conversations i had with a guy friend who i was like hey you know just heads up i'm gonna be in austin on these dates and so always give all my friends a heads up so we can plan things and and he was like oh can't wait to see you we're gonna party our faces off and i was like yeah no we're not partying our faces (laughs) off yeah and i was like listen bro i'm playing the long game okay i get at least eight hours of sleep a night don't necessarily drink so much booze anymore i'm like i'm not gonna be your kind of fun i'm sorry right yeah 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 that's the changing of relationships as we get older yeah yeah i i brag about how much sleep like i used to brag how inebriated i got the night before you know (laughs) i got eight hours last night man (laughs) yeah (laughs) this is true this is true so tell me what is the next phase for good stuff it's a really exciting time for our company so uh, the first version of our company was the kombucha company. So when we decided to go to market, we created the cannabis-infused kombucha. And that's really what put us on the map. It was kind of a niche within a niche. But that was, we believe, as Billy likes to say, the ultimate delivery system for cannabis because it was helping people with inflammation, pain, and sleep, but it was also good for the gut. So we felt it was the healthiest way to get cannabis into the system. And then when regulation hit, the regulations were not very friendly to kombucha. So we took the same idea of, 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 a, of a wellness drink and applied it to the products that are currently in the market. And we made our natural health series, our natural ingredient lemonade series. So we made honey lemonades using honey as a driver of sweetness and using all natural ingredients, which is a little hard to do in the cannabis industry because natural ingredients and THC and testing don't really mix very well together. So that's why you see a lot of products on the market, that the kinds of ingredients that you don't know what they are and uh, that we wouldn't put in our drink, right? right? So it took us a while to figure it out, but now we've, we've got that figured out. So that was the second version of the company is the product that you're having right now. And honestly, we were always bootstrap entrepreneurs. We were doing this on credit cards. And now we've run into just enough capital to do it the way we've always wanted to. And we're coming out with all terpene infused products, which is unique to the market. We're really passionate about the entourage effect. As Um, are the rest of us cannabis consumers. Yes, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's been on the mind for a long time. You know, when we first got into the industry, you know, Billy and I were doing a lot of a lot of research, learning the nuances of all the great things that cannabis can do and started to really learn about the entourage effect and learning about the, you know, the, the, the great examples of not having the entourage effect like Marinol which was a tremendous failure. And I remember the first time I smoked, the only time I smoked synthetic THC. I was was like, like, wait a minute, what is Marinol again? Okay, that's synthetic THC? uh, That was when the government said, hey guys, you don't need to get high. THC is just a chemical structure. We can can make that in a lab. 
Right. Well, see, so and the, I always, I'm like, yeah, no synthetic anything. So I guess I just, yeah. it goes in one ear and out the other, what it, the name of it was. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for teaching yeah, yeah, yeah. me that. So, so they, you know, they made this Marinol, if you remember the story, and they start giving it to cancer patients. And cancer patients like, this doesn't work like cannabis because it was just THC. They didn't understand the idea of whole plant, whole flower, and how every, all the cannabinoids, all the terpenes, all the flavonoids, it all works together to create something that is amazing, yeah. right? So, so, and we actually have a, we have a CBD company as well that really lent to that experience. Another shameless plug, Melly Botanicals. So in, in, with Melly, because we're in San Diego, we have a lot of people that can't have any THC at all. Now, Melly Botanicals, spell that, Melly. Spell M-I-L-I, I'm sorry, M-E-L-I Botanicals, M-E-L-I Botanicals.com. Okay. And so we make a, a whole plant version of our products, okay, and a THC-free version of our products. And these are inf- products for inflammation and for anxiety and for sleep infused with herbs. And we noticed that the THC-free CBD products, people, it was effective, but not nearly as effective as the whole plant. And we yeah. saw this every day. And again, the entourage effect. So, so we were determined to make a, a true whole plant terpene infused beverage. And our first experiments were terrible because we're also very focused on creating products that taste fantastic, right? You know, we want to make sure our products are finely crafted, richly flavored, natural ingredient cannabis infused beverages. That's us in a nutshell. Okay. And infusing the terpenes made them taste like weed. And, but, you know, after finding the right the right partners and the right formulations. Now we've actually found the right terpenes and the right mix that it actually adds to the flavor. But more importantly, the effect, the effect is real. And I was a little skeptical, honestly, about, about imbibing terpenes, whether that would really work, right? So Billy and I were experimenting of just putting terpenes in water, you know, yep. just like we have here today. Drinking some now, yeah. Right? yeah. And I was like, all right, if like this works, you just strip it all away and it's just water and terpenes. So we were really excited to release the current line of products or the lines coming out in July, which is all Sativa Energy, Indica Calm and hybrid full terpene infused products, including a hundred hundred. So a hybrid, a terpene THC infused to CBD. hybrid. Yep. Yeah, a hundred hundred THC CBD A one to one, we might say. A yes. one-to-one, yes, yes, a one-to-one. <laughs> awesome. You. Okay, so the, the stuff I'm drinking now, is there a particular effect that it gives? Because now you're going to have something that is, you know, kind of more up and active and something that's sure. more low-key chill. What are the effects of what I'm drinking right now? Yeah, I would say, you know, we call it a hybrid because it is not terpene-infused. Right. Okay. So it's it's got a little bit of juice. It's got a little bit of mellow. OK, right on. And so for people that haven't had drinkables before, the onset of this comes on more um, rapidly than if somebody were eating an edible. So talk to talk to us a little bit about that. 
Yeah, the, the uh, golden the golden rule that w- that needs to be stated is start slowly and be patient to anyone that's new. And then what you can expect is within a half hour you should feel something because it's liquid. It's going to absorb in your mouth. It's going to absorb through your digestive system much faster than say a brownie or a gummy or something like that. I feel it within 10 minutes. Within 30 minutes, I know pretty much where I'm going to be. If I want a little more, I'll have a little more at that 30-minute mark. But within a half hour, almost everybody should be feeling something. And like I said, I think Dan's pretty sensitive himself. He feels it within five minutes. But yeah, it's a pretty rapid, rapid onset. Yeah, for for consumers that are that don't want to wait for the brownie to digest in the in the stomach, edibles are a great solution because drinkables. Just so drinkables. I'm yeah. sorry, drinkables. Thank you, thank you. Because the the uh, the beverage starts to absorb in your mouth and it starts to get under your tongue, which is sublingual, which is the fastest way to get in the bloodstream. So the difference between having a liquid that absorbs you know, through the mucous membranes in the mouth and under the tongue versus a, you know, an edible like brownie that needs to go all the way down into the stomach and then have to break down from there. It's a significant difference into the onset. And they've also <clears throat> done some homework that if you're drinking it with uh, sparkling water, the the effervescence actually helps activate it faster as well. That's right. I've seen that. Yeah. 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 And some of the terpenes as well. You know, myrcene is really good for moving past the the blood brain barrier. Again, it's the synergy, right? You know, the cannabinoids, the terpenes. So, speaking of synergy, all these years of y'all being together, working together, what advice do you have for people who are thinking about or maybe just going into business with one of their best friends or family members? Oh man, that's a loaded question, <laughs> Billy. You want to take that? Be very, very careful. It's been, (laughs) fortunately, Dan and I are are close enough that the money aspect, while incredibly important, is secondary. Both of us, you know, approach this as two people who wanted to create a new reality for themselves. And that was more emotional than financial. And, you know, there's been plenty of challenges, plenty of failures along the way. But as long, like, I think both of us have the, what can we learn? How can we get better on a daily basis? And on top of that, I would say there's something that I think that was a distinct turning point. I had early on, it was in the first year, the failures mount up and it, it can be a grind. And I had a stretch of a couple of days where I wasn't into it. I wasn't being productive. I knew he was working hard. I was feeling guilty about it. And I let them know, like, you know, I've had a tough couple of days here. I just can't get my mind straight. And what we took from that is we check in every morning. It's the first thing we do is, how are you feeling? And on days that it's like, you know, I, I'm spent, I'm burnt right now. And it's like, well, okay, well, let's get these things done and then go ahead and take off earlier. Spend time with your wife, spend time with your kids or whatever it may be. And I think that has been like a key tool for us, specifically for me. Yeah. There's, you know, those words, how are you? They're so powerful when you ask them. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And that's, that's kind of like Billy said, that's how we start every morning. So the communication is really, really important. And the, the, the open to the emotion of where are you at 
that's what keeps us in sync and not throwing knives at each other. Yeah. <laughs> when, when things Which has are, happened uh, once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but from a business perspective, you know, obviously the cannabis world has changed a lot you know, from when we started, you know, from the 215 days, you know, it's, it's, it's the big boy land. So I think the true of any business, number one, you got to really understand the market. You understand what people want, right? And you got to try to find a way, which is, is constant challenge of trying to get constant feedback about like, what does the consumer really want? And then from a more of a macro perspective, especially given the, the, the environments now get funding. <laughs> easier said than done but we yeah. went the bootstrap route it took us you know we went many years just getting by and you need some real capital to really to really go where it because the the sharks are out there they've got big money and you need to compete with them yeah sharks are definitely there right now Yes, this is all true. This is all true. And I had something else I wanted to ask you. And then and then you brought up money and sent my head for a spin because I've been bootstrapping oh. myself. Dang it. What did I want to ask you? It was about your <laughs> friendship in the business. I want to well, know what Dan's pros, Billy's pros, what are your strengths and where do you clean up after each other? Right. So yeah, <laughs> Billy's for both of us. Yeah. My messes. Yeah. So my I, I'm really in charge of of the product first and foremost. You know, at the end of the day, you have to have a great product, and we really wanted to create a very, again, you know, we we live by these words: finely crafted, richly flavored, natural ingredient. And how do we stick to those those ethos? I'm very focused on the innovation. So, you know, we were talking about alcohol before. My end goal for the good stuff is to create a beverage that has the same pace and power of alcohol. Uh, a friend could sit with a six pack of beer and you could have a six pack of the good stuff. So really, I would love to get to a 90 minute high, just like you have a 90 minute alcohol buzz. And so, so that gets into the ideas of onset and offset, which are technologies that are evolving. And we are constantly talking to the science guys about how to get there. Yes. So we're all about how do we create really the best cutting edge effects? Because nobody uses cannabis just to get high. They want to they want to relax. They want to get energy. They want to be creative. And we believe that that's really where the future lens. So all right. Uh, and the well, more, then let and, me and, let me interrupt you then, because now I remember my question and it goes ooh, right along okay. this. So sure. if you know you are innovating. And, you know, a lot of us are like, okay, well then how are we going to either get even less sugar in these products or choose healthier sugar options? Like what have y'all done in the realm of testing around your sugar content and use? Yeah. Well, our current product, you know, it's richly flavored. We, we tone down the sugar by using good sugar. Okay, so it's sugar, but we don't throw white processed cane in there. We use honey as the primary driver of the sweetness. And then we use raw, unprocessed cane to supplement that. And if, you, if you're making mocktails, a lot of people are using them. If you're doing, say, like a, a two milligram a mocktail, it's a gram of sugar. Obviously, if you're at you know, eight or 10, if you're using large amounts, it can, it can add up. The, the next generation of our products will be single serving products. So the, the 100 milligram product that we have today that's on the market, that's what we've been talking about, that's a multi-serve product. It's got about 30 grams of sugar in the, in the bottle and most people are getting four to 40 drinks out of that. 
the next generation of our products is a, it will be single serving in a can, and those will be 10 and five milligram products. And those will be in the, in the six gram of sugar range. We're using agave as a sugar source. And then we are kind of buttressing that with some, with stevia to create a really a rich flavored experience, even with the sugar being very, very modest. Excellent. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of diabetics that want to play in this world and cannabis is really good for people with diabetes in different formats. But when their only options are sugary things in the edibles or drinkables when they're not smokers, I like that people are thinking about that and looking for, Mm -hmm. you know, low glycemic options because there's room to evolve. So let's just keep evolving. Yeah, you know, we we believe in that and we like to, we're all about, as I said, we're more about natural than being truly low sugar. We want to have, we want to give those people that want a rich flavor experience, but we're but we're mindful and that's why our single serving will top out in the, in that six gram range, but still have a rich flavor because we're using uh, stevia, a really great no aftertaste form of stevia. The formulations are really, really amazing. Pretty so exciting. We're, Yeah, we're really excited about that product. All right. Well, I appreciate y'all hanging out with us today. Tell me if um, people want to reach out to you, your website, social handle, all that good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, we're Good Stuff Beverage Co. So Good Stuff Beverage Co. That's that's .com for the website. That's the Instagram handle, Good Stuff Beverage. Beverage Co. And if you're here in if you're here in California or here in San Diego, you can find us in the March and Ashes, the Urban Leafs, obviously dispensaries really up and down the state. All right. I dig it. Billy, you're a man of few words, but um I- he's a man of many words. So yeah, sometimes I just take the stage. Sorry about that, Billy. No, no, it's good. It's all good. Well, Billy, good. I, I, I can tell, you know, you're a thinker. You're taking it all in. So is there That's anything right. that I didn't ask or that we didn't talk about that might help to round out the dialogue? No, I think we covered quite a bit here. All right. I feel like I'm getting a pat on the back from Billy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Job well done. That time in Italy served you well. Thank you. Thank you. Grazie mille. Yeah. But if, if, you're, if your listeners are interested, again, in a, in a richly flavored, finely crafted natural ingredient cannabis used beverage, we have 100 milligrams is our current product. The new generation is going to be terpene infused. We'll have a one-to-one and then there'll be canned single serving products that will also be terpene infused in the fall. So uh, a long range of innovative, richly flavored, great products from the good stuff. He's ever the salesman. He well is. Done there, yeah. <laughs> that's why I love out there, man. Yeah. He's been selling for 25 years. <laughs> Just let him go. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. This has been fun, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Awesome. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you for great. having us. We really appreciate it. I hope you're inspired to find and focus on the good stuff in your everyday. And if someone you love is looking for a suitable alcohol replacement or a discreet way to consume their cannabis, I hope you'll share this podcast with them. I'll include details on the Good Stuff Beverage Company and where to find their products in the podcast 195 show notes. One of the things that brings me the most joy is making authentic connections and sharing meaningful moments in small groups or a one-on-one setting. 
And as a cannabis lifestyle guide, I've cultivated a one-of-a-kind farm stay experience where you can enjoy the casually baked lifestyle with me and the magic of sun-grown cannabis farms and vineyards. If you and your besties are into wine, weed, wellness, nice-ass weather, or all of the above, get ready to have a high time customized just for you. Learn more at casuallybaked.com backslash travel. In the meantime, keep those canna curious questions coming. Email through the website or DM me on social. I'm at Casually Baked on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and the WeedTube. And if you're picking up what I'm putting down, you know what to do. Puff, puff, pass it on. Casually Baked, the podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Arnav Gupta. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canada podcasters right here on PodConX and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.